and welcome to Cast AI. I'm pleased to present you the CEO of Narrativa, the natural language platform that uses AI to provide solutions in different industries. David Liorente. Narrativa Intelligence Artificial is the only organization in Spain that generates content for many media using the AI software Gabriele. Please tell me more. Media companies. media companies are really trying to find new business models and new ways to produce more content at a lower cost. They have a lot of data available, both their own and from third parties. So we were able to launch the startup in the market, initially, like sports news. And then we moved into weather news, entertainment, thereafter economy, finance, elections. Today we generate 1.5 million news every month, which we distribute among newspapers around the world as the Wall Street Journal, Boston Globe, the Spanish agency F. What is the value brought to the local media? So let's, say so, let's say there are two main points here. One is to be able to help them to cover news that they don't produce because they don't have enough resources. This applies very well to local news. Therefore, local sports, events, local economic news, and local elections. This gives them the ability to access and scale this market, and obviously monetize. So, instead of starting from scratch with a story, media companies can write content from a first provided draft. Journalists go to the CMS and they have this story with all the facts obtained from data and the related analysis. The next step is to edit that story and add the context that is not pointed out in their data, their investigation, or their opinion. And that's a very effective way of helping the journalist to produce more content. Thank you. Tell me how Narrativa has changed the newsroom. They can, actually they can actually focus on more important stuff, you know, and they don't have to do boring mechanical repetitive work. And how narrativa connects systems, people, societies, cultures? Well, definitely, we help to democratize access to content. You started talking about the process earlier. Can you tell me more about how does it work? Yeah, so from the beginning. We decided to go the hard way, meaning that we have planned to opt for machine learning. And in some cases, if there is enough data, we use deep learning. If we want to really produce high-quality content at a scale, there is no other way. There are three steps. First, data integration and analysis. We develop a lot of statistical models, being used for machine learning and deep learning, for doing clustering, classification, and other things about the data. We train the system on how to write. What we do is ingest human-generated content into the system. After the training, we are able to actually identify patterns. So basically, by ingesting this content, we are able to extract the style, structure, topics, and so on. This is to get an idea of how writing works. And the last point is, matching the data and the information to the language. And what about the new professional figures involved? Uh, uh, There's a new profession, 
basically a journalist with certain knowledge about programming, at least at a basic level, and who is able to understand also data and data structures. I understand, thank you. And what could be the next scenarios of AI applied to media? Actually, we are running a project with television, where we not only write content, but we allow the readers to ask questions. And all this is connected with an avatar. We are not destroying the market, I want to be clear, but we are changing the industry. The confidential, four or five years ago, had 130 employees, plus, you know, freelancers, and so on. And around 35 of them were developers. Just to say, they are really successful, not only from the journalistic point of view but also financially. So this might be also the future for other news organizations, you know, to have these core competencies of development and data analytics in order to complete the work of journalists. Regarding this period, has COVID impacted the company? We were impacted because we, we, were impacted because we lost a lot of revenue there. Nevertheless, two good things happened to us. The first thing that we started, probably one of the few COVID-19 data APIs available in the world. It's a free service, but it helped us to get visibility. Secondly, media was 80% of our business, now is around 15%. Most of our earnings come now from the pharma and finance industries. We are bringing our natural language generation technology there to automate the regulatory reports. Okay, thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. It is a topic worth investigating. <clears throat> In which social media platforms can we follow David Liorente and Narrativa? So Our website is narrativa.com and then you can find us on LinkedIn. Twitter, and Facebook as well, so we're very happy to add you as a follower. Cast AI. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cast AI. I'm pleased to present you the journalist, writer, and broadcaster at BBC, Lee Banks. He works for national newspapers and recently finished the documentary with Netflix. Therefore, he got the opportunity to face up to the reality of journalism, taking a clear position on the topic of artificial intelligence. In your last article, you wrote about the need for a Bill of Rights to protect machines or humans. This is the problem with artificial intelligence. It basically makes human beings redundant. The hedonistic side of it is that it should give us all this wonderful life of leisure and pleasure, but it's not utopia, it's dystopia. The London Daily, a newspaper, is edited, not by human beings, but edited by robots. The BBC itself um, uses a system called Juicer to create news stories. Bloomberg, uh, uses Cyborg. Now, these are not intense news stories. It's time almost to, uh, to give robots a bill of rights 
is because we are creating them in a way uh, where by using Emotion AI, that robot becomes a superhuman being. And surely a superhuman being needs to have its own rights. Um, this was something that was mooted a number of years ago by the European Union. They wanted to create a Bill of Rights for uh, e-people. And those, the e-people, were robots. The boundaries are much more blurred than those described by Orwell, you know, and change as no extractions. What future will there be for journalists who are increasingly precarious and entrepreneurs? There are 536 million newspapers sold in the world every day. 1.5 billion readers of newspapers every day. Now that is a phenomenal marketplace. AI companies, well, they've already got social media because social media is basically artificial intelligence. The problem that has emerged in social media is also the infodemic that has been characterized with a shower of fake news. Yeah, but who's actually doing the news checking? Uh, the good ones, like Reuters, and uh, the BBC actually has one of the best um, fact-checking systems um, that, is, uh, that uh, social media is being treated. It has to look at itself as exactly what it is, a publisher, and it has to operate within the rules of publishing. And we're gradually getting there. Is it the end of the newspapers? Yeah, it's happening. Because it, nobody will read it. Nobody's interested. All forms of uh, written media, I'm sure, will disappear. Will machines be able to make decisions better than us thanks to deep learning speed? And will we be slaves to a system shaped in our image likeness? Or will they only take care of our wanted and our tasks? What do you think? Once we introduce something which potentially can be more powerful than us, then of course it will destroy everything. Now, if we start to put into that artificial intelligence the ability to pretend to empathize with us, pretend to understand our emotions, pretend to love us, pretend to care for us, then it becomes very, very dangerous. And that is where we are headed. We are headed into that situation where we are releasing something which ultimately will outgrow us, that we will outprogram, that we will make far more powerful than ourselves. Even the grand, eccentric and wonderful Elon Musk describes artificial intelligence as summoning up the demons. Thank you. And what about emotion AI? A, a robot should never have those emotions because then they become our equals. And that's why going right back to the beginning, I say that we should start to look at giving them quite seriously a bill of rights, something that protects them. Is technology changing us irreversibly? It depends how you look at it in, in some ways, yeah. So the technological advances in this world are a major benefit to this world, yes. But like Charlie Chaplin's films of dystopia, uh, Brave New World, 
uh, HG Wells all pointed out the dangers of new technology or, or our forms of technology, which became untrammeled, stopped being controlled. Thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. A great talk today, what do you think? Do you want to share your blog with us to stay updated on your last articles? Go to Lee, L-E-I-G-H-G, Banks, B-A-N-K-S, Preservation Society, all one word, Lee G. Banks Preservation Society, dot blog. Join me there. Have a laugh with me. Tell me off. Get into a discussion. Enjoy yourselves. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cast AI. I'm pleased to present you the manager of Journalism AI, Mattia Peretti. Journalism AI is a project of the think tank Polis LSE for worldwide digital innovators in the newsroom. It is fully funded by Google News initiative at it informs through reports, best practices, training materials about the perspective of AI-powered technologies. Hi Mattia and welcome to Cast AI. Stephen Hawking warned that technology must be regulated in order to protect us. Are we able to figure out the drift that technology could bring? What do you think? Yeah, I think that, uh, of course, definition of journalist nowadays is uh, hard to pinpoint. So finding the right way to uh, balance this collaboration between us as humans, as journalists, and the algorithms, the machine learning models, and so on, it's, uh, it's going to be critical moving forward. Okay, thank you. What is the purpose of journalism AI as an ecosystem of innovation? In the past few years, AI has become very much of a buzzword across the world and in journalism as well. Uh, and it's hard sometimes to understand what it really means, what is artificial intelligence and what is not. Even within the scientific community, there is not necessarily a shared definition of AI. The bigger and well-resourced organizations two years ago were already using AI at scale across the journalistic process. But we also wanted to talk with smaller uh, player across the world that maybe had just started experimenting with machine learning for some very specific tasks in the newsroom. So even more now, in all parts of the journalistic process, from the research and the news gathering to the production of news and information, and all the way through the distribution with personalization, for example. Uh, We also found out that at least from our survey respondents, which we don't claim were a representative sample of all the journalism industry across the world, They told us that their two key motivations for adopting AI uh, were really helping the journalists, so really making the work of people in the newsroom more efficient and freeing up their time uh, from uh, the most tedious and repetitive tasks to focus on the more creative aspects of the journalistic process, as well as helping the audiences, especially in terms of putting the right content in front of the right people at the right time, really optimizing uh, the, the service that journalism should produce, and as a result, of course, also increasing the business opportunities, because the moment the audience really see the values of what a newsroom provides, then it's much more likely than they will decide to subscribe or be a member or pay for journalism as a whole. 
so without going too in depth into the findings of the report, which of course was 100 pages long and can be downloaded at uh, journalismai.info. Uh, since then, we really evolved the project into an ecosystem, really trying to think how can we use what we have learned to help newsrooms in their process of AI adoption in terms of understanding AI as a set of technologies and also understanding how it can be used and moving the first steps. So in the past year and a half, we have been creating training resources for journalists to really learn what machine learning is and how it can be used. Uh, and we've been starting experimenting with the idea of collaboration. Okay, thank you. Regarding these points, what opportunities and challenges are you hearing from people in newsroom? We are seeing news organizations doing incredible work and improving their storytelling power as well. Like there are some great examples of newsrooms and investigative journalists really putting this technology to use to find new stories in big data sets that might be linked to them in images, area, uh, satellite images, for example, that they were able to analyze at scale. Thanks for these technologies. And uh, we usually tend to say that we are informing news organizations of the potential of a responsible use of AI. Because, of course, if not used carefully, these technologies can create problems in terms of uh, bias. They learn from the data that we feed. And us, as humans, we are biased by default. Okay, thank you. And what is the impact of AI on journalism? There are many different kinds of impact of AI on journalism. It can be turbocharged, as we like to say, because really the new possibilities that this technology offers to journalists are never-ending almost. COVID this year has shown us how the best newsrooms, the most successful ones, were those that I understood their role as a service to the population, which didn't really always need to read a long-form story about COVID. Maybe they really just needed to get the figures, the right chart answering a question. So the potential of using technologies like natural language processing and generation to automatically answer questions from the audiences rather than giving them a thousand word article to read uh, are shown like the really, really good uh, and positive outcomes for journalists that dare to experiment with these new technologies. Okay, thank you. Okay. How can journalists be involved in the journalism AI world? I can only recommend them to start by following our work. Uh, we create a library of case studies where we collect all the examples that we find of concrete uses of AI by newsrooms across the world. Go to journalismai.info, sign up to our uh, newsletter, read the report, uh, and really reach out also to us. Our contacts are there for any journalist that wants to be more directly involved in what we do. Cast AI. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cast AI. I'm pleased to present you the lead research engineer at RAI, Roberto Iacoviello. His current research focuses on artificial intelligence applied to video coding and the senior researcher at RAI, Sabino Metta, who deals with projects based on the study of machine learning, deep learning technology for supporting the content generation and creative processes. What changes has artificial intelligence brought within RAI in the Solomo era? 
Hi, we are working on a project financed by the European funds called AI for Media, which aims to apply artificial intelligence to our sector. We have proposed a use case on breaking news, especially when unexpected events occur, such as earthquake, bridge falls, floods, and more. There are three subcategories. The historical reporting, where AI will provide faster and more relevant comparative search in our archive, then the environment investigation by acquiring new data, also through drones or depth cameras, for example, in case of catastrophic events, and here AI aims to optimize and improve the quality of the environment 3D models. Uh, the purpose is also to target new devices such as mobile phones or gener generate impactful views for augmented and virtual reality headset. The last category is the just-in-time content production where AI will improve the user-generated content to adapt to the television quality. The professional figure of the augmented journalist is emerging through three types of uses of AI and the news gathering, processing large amounts of information, then in the news production and content automation, thanks to tools that create, for example, infographics, Instagram trends, and finally, in deploying the same news on multiple devices. Well, what we will see in the future will be probably something hybrid. Artificial intelligence can give its innovative and performing contribution in the replacing of some software tools. On the other hand, uh, internally, we are also following the development of the data-driven journalism. In our company, there are, let's say, traditional journalists and there are also those ones who are involved in the investigative reports. See, for instance, the Panama Papers investigation. Uh, these journalists have to analyze large amount of data. Uh, by the way, I got to talk with a journalist who has been working for Report, that is the Italian TV program, and he said, without advanced technologies, it would not be possible to publish these kind of stories, these kind of investigations. So it's not just a time-saving issue. Here we are talking about feasibility. And clearly, the important thing is that methodologies and technologies have to be transparent. You speak of transparency. What problems can arise in these technologies? Main problems are referred to the explainability, to the transparency of the algorithm, especially when a tool is opaque. Depending on how a dataset has been trained, you can come to different conclusions. And this is the crucial point which, however, gives to journalists the opportunity to put their added value. Currently, we are working on methodologies, on technologies that allow us to balance an initial training dataset by which we can, for instance, query and annotate our archives. In fact, by empowering the annotation process of archives, you can empower the process of retrieving relevant information. And if you start with a biased and unbalanced training dataset, the annotation will be negatively affected. So it is not specifically a problem of algorithm, but how the model has been trained, that is, how your data has been prepared. According to Rainey and Anderson, 50% of the work done by humans may not survive. Will humans and machines converge in the future? Should we expect AI-powered TV presenters 
as already happened in the Xinhua Agency in China in 2018, is Rai already considering these changes? I think it's very premature to glimpse a scenario like that of Chinese Anchorman, even if Rai has been experimenting the usage of avatars made in 3D computer graphics. See, for instance, the Rai Virtualist platform that allows messages to be conveyed in the Italian sign language and so allows deaf and hard of hearing people with new opportunities and with new service scenarios. But notwithstanding Rai as a public service, uh, will have to be compliant with the European standards and with all those regulatory constraints that have not yet been defined, but it is working on, and that refer to fundamental ethical principles. In the near future, there will likely be a strong collaboration between journalists and artificial intelligence algorithms and tools that will become more and more pervasive. Thanks for taking your time on the Cast AI podcast. Bye!